It's Thirsty Leo season! Did you drink water today? We know it's not August, but wherever we are, it's always Leo season. This is Colleen. And this is Eileen. And we are the Thirsty Leos. But don't worry, this podcast isn't just about us being Leos. Although it is what brought us together in a faraway country. Our podcast is about... Anime. Thirst. Creating content. Being Asian American woman. And just surviving through life. Welcome back to Thirsty Leo Season. <laughs> oh, high energy. <laughs> wow, wow. I can see why Eileen is so excited because last week we talked a little bit about where I was five years ago and I shared mm. a little story about why I went to Cambodia. The Mm. Heartbreak, Taiwan, YouTube, where it all began. Today's episode, we're giving Eileen the floor. She is going to be sharing with us where she was five years ago, what she was like, what kind of mentality she was in, who she was like. I think I said that. But anyways, what she was like five years ago, and I'm very excited to hear this because even though... Me and Eileen met a year ago, and we have been talking nonstop about our lives. I think, like, even in the past, sometimes, like, some stories, like, you know, just haven't come up yet because we haven't had all that time. So I'm really excited to hear this. And Eileen, I'm pretty sure you're excited to share. Thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling a little little nervous. I've never been, like, really nervous to film an an episode. Mm -hmm. But the Colleen story was just so... Great. We got a sneak peek on her life, her mentality. It was a great story. It was a great little time. Like, I still feel like I was there, you know, and I listened. I re-listened to the episode, too. And when I was thinking back onto my past, I was like, I don't know if I have a succinct story like that because there's so many things that were happening. So I, I've, you know, been rummaging through some photos and through some memories, and I think I have something for today. So yes. I am excited, a little nervous. Yeah. I'm very <laughs> excited. Okay, before we begin, though, we always have to ask, how are you, Eileen? Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm okay. Today, actually, particularly, was a really productive day, which is good because I haven't had one in a while. Nice. Basically, uh, I got COVID <laughs> two weeks ago. And, yeah. oh, yeah, and that, that kind of put our podcast. Yeah. 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 Pushed <laughs> that it back put a little. Pushed back our schedule. We did. And I was even like, oh, my God, I should, like, say something i should like put this on thirsty leo season and be like oh we're on hiatus i was out i couldn't even do that (laughs) we were just colleen was just really patient with me um i got that and then as soon as i went back to work it was just like double after double after shift because then like i got sick then like everyone got sick it was a whole mess and right when i was recovered everyone got sick it was just you know but i did have actually as my second art tabling event in seattle which was really fun wow yeah yeah, thank you. With my uh, my friend um, that I tabled with last time, Jessica or Natsukashi Art, we tabled uh, also at the UW campus. And it was kind of a smaller event with just more students. It was like a normal school day. Um, but we actually did better than we thought. And of course, like it, it was it was just always fun to do it. So um, I kind of took all that energy. And today was the, the first day I was really able to sit down after COVID and after all the work shifts and everything. And I actually did all my inventory after the event. And I actually did all my organizing, all my budget tracking, you know, incomes and spendings and like mm-hmm. net profit and taxes and all that other stuff. So feeling super like very focused today, very, um, very like setting up for success. I applied and was accepted for a few other events too, which I'm really Whoa. excited about. Yeah, like all throughout um, from the 
summer until fall and i'm just like yeah i'm just like yeah look good 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 go so dude that's yeah. exciting thank you yeah cooling yeah how are you doing i've been i've been good i yeah. feel like i feel like eileen always has such interesting and fun exciting stories uh i'm just here in taiwan still living my mundane life it's exciting it's... yeah <laughs> thank you thank you very yeah, much yeah. yeah it's i i want to say it's the same and i i don't like that's the same but I think like that rut that I was in like three months ago, you know, when both of us were just like not feeling it. I'm oh, glad yeah. to say I'm out of that. But I think it also has made me like reflect on a lot of things and consider and really think about the future. Because I think like mm -hmm. back then I wasn't able to even think about the future. But now it's like, okay. I'm, I I don't know what the next step is because I might be moving back to America in October mm. or yeah. just should I stay? But like ugh, staying, I'm just so depressed. Like my mental mm. health is not doing well here. So a lot of those questions have been coming up, especially how like summer's coming and then, you know, right after summer, it's basically October. <laughs> so I'm just oh, like geez, thinking yeah. a lot about yeah. those things. And yeah, like I want to say I'm like a five out of ten every day. You know, not bad, but not good. Right, right. Yeah. I could see. Yeah, I could feel that. You're in another like impasse, like exactly yeah. what you say. Like, do I stay in America? Do you stay in the thingy? But it's now just like three months in the future from the last time you were thinking about all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh. Every time I'm like, if oh, yeah, like I'll think about it again, like later. But then like later is now and now is like soon. <laughs> I don't know if that, that makes sense. sense. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it does. If there is anything you could change about your life, like right now, top of your head, what would it be? I think I would like to make some friends. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, because yeah, like my mom was here the past two months and, you know, my priority was her. And, you know, obviously, like I didn't go out to make friends. I didn't meet anybody. And now that she's gone, like the reality of the loneliness is now really hitting me. And I'm like, oh, shit, like. Not that I, not that I don't enjoy this time of solitude. Not that I don't mm -hmm. enjoy that because I I actually do. But at the same time, like the loneliness is also a very big factor into why I'm not enjoying my time in Taiwan. And also, I I have no one to blame but myself because I know like that's like my own introvertedness or like my own insecurities. That's like oh like I'm scared to go out and make friends, and so, like, but it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> And you don't have to blame yourself for that. Like you, you, for you, maybe it seems like a mundane life. But for me, you're still like my dear friend in Taiwan wild. And like you are still on your adventure mm. to me in my eyes. So every day and every week is different. Every, you know, your mom was there and then she wasn't there. And you did this burrito thing that you did. And, and then you did this and then you did this. And you applied for this. Like you are, you are making steps. Maybe mm -hmm. it just feels day to day like they're not that much yeah. but um those little feelings like oh maybe i'd like to make friends or oh maybe i want to do those just hold on to those and those will carry you who knows where you'll be the next time we do our check-in maybe maybe you, you maybe you're the same same place but maybe you've eaten a little bit more better food or maybe you've watched mm -hmm. a series more or two or maybe you've yeah. met a new friend but yeah. either way like i just i love checking in with you and like you. i can't wait to also check back in in the future 
Oh, I do want to say I recently watched the anime movie Bubble. Have you watched it? No, I haven't even heard of it. It's gorgeous. Really? It's beautiful. Okay, first of all, the art. Wow. Storyline. Wow. It was. On, it's on Netflix. I think. You, oh. I think. I'm pretty sure you'll have it. But I okay. do want to talk a little about it. It's so good and it's so beautiful. It's so beautifully created. I keep saying beautiful because it really is. And it's wow. like the storyline is good. The character arcs. Oh, I loved it. I think oh I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. What a glowing review. Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. Netflix? Oh, I hope because Taiwan Netflix is unhinged. They have everything. I don't know about yeah, my boring do. old stinky uh, see look together i oh my god no but see you're in taiwan you get taiwan netflix oh perks perks perks, perks. like <laughs> perks. that was a good check-in i can't wait to see where we're gonna be two weeks from now but my friends well, the you're pong-yo. getting ready you're getting ready <laughs> she's doing all these I hand always- movements <laughs> i always get a little physical when i'm about to talk <laughs> We are going to go on another little rocket ship to the past. Woop woop. All right. Woop woop. To. Woop woop. Woop woop. To five years. Okay. Rusty rocket ship. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's like breaking down as we're in it. No, that's a perfect example to describe where I was five years ago. Colleen, okay, 2017. Eileen, all right, what do you see? All right, whatever you see, erase it. Replace it with loser. Loser. Sad. No friends. But wait, that's what I expect. That's what I envisioned. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hell yeah, you know me so well. I love you so much. Okay. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but okay. basically, I, I just want to lead with saying that I'm really, really happy with the person I am now, not too happy with who I was back in 2017. I think I speak for everyone when I say that we've all done a lot of growth up in here. Great. Therapy, great. Processing, great. Lovely friends, awesome. Back then, Eileen had kind of none of that, and mm. she was firing in all the wrong directions, and she was struggling a lot, um, but this I, it's kind of sifting through all the stories of this time like when i think of 2017 immediately the feeling could only be described as cringe like oh god oh no leave it in the past do not want to think about it. you know do you feel this way about your past or no i do but i wanted to ask you okay 2017 oh. how old were you oh okay uh 19 i think <clears throat> does that check 19. out well how are what is our age difference because i know that in your story you were like 20 turning 21 you're four years younger than me, no? Are you serious? Because in 2017, I was like 19. You're not. For sh- <laughs> I was. A- <laughs> Wait, you're one okay. year younger than me? No, I, well, how old are you? <laughs> I'm 23 I'm right now. I'm 25. So oh, two yeah, that checks out. Two years Yeah, yeah, that checks out. So I think Why I was I like. Think four? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Either way. Sorry, <clears throat> I was, I think I was like 18, just turned 19, freshly oh. minted 19 in 2017. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was, wow. I was 18 when I came to college in 2016. Ew, disgusting. But so <clears throat> back then, uh, yeah, all I think about is cringe. And when I sift through all the stories in my memory, um, there, there were so many things going on at the time 
that were all colored kind of by my university experience. Basically, I was a yuppie. I was in so many classes. I like ever since sixth grade, middle school, high school, I was like an overachiever. I was super obsessed with my classes. I would take like, I don't know, 15, 18 credits a semester. I was like adding on double majors, adding on double minors. And like, I was like applying for this. I was like the comics editor of this. I was like doing this and doing that and modeling here and whatever, whatever. lots of friends, karaoke all the time. I was making money, spending money, broke as hell. I was just like drinking a little bit, doing this. And the whole like vibe of this era was I would try everything like once. Like there was nothing I would say no to. I would just do everything. I'd meet everyone. I just try to be friends with everyone, you know? Yeah. What experience. Yeah, experience. Um, And at that time, also just some other background notes, but like a lot of my friends, I was was a weeb, you know, I was very into anime. I had a lot of friends and I think out of my whole friend group, there's maybe one girl who was kind of like a tomboy who I still love very much, but like I mostly had guy friends. I did not have like any girlfriends. I didn't know really how to do girls. And Mm -hmm. I was just this very like nervous, anxious kind of young person, which is what you're supposed to be at around 19. Yeah. But the one thing that kind of sticks out through this whole thing that happened ex- specifically in 2017 was that I decided to rush for a sorority. <laughs> and that's the story that I'm going to talk about today is, is that because all of that kind of makes sense. The whole jobs thing and the whole like all of that. But then randomly, like I decided to deviate away from my weeb breeding. And uh-huh. I was like, you know what? I want to join a sorority. Whoa. And that is like kind of the one thing that I feel like now looking back kind of helped set me on a better kind of a better path (laughs) to where I am now wow yeah so yeah we can get started let's get into it so basically back then I was just doing everything all the time and I never thought that I would ever join a sorority like it just never was on my consciousness back in my university they were always like like little tables set out and you always see like the really pretty girls and the really like guys like playing music and blasting and they're like rush this and rush this and kappa yeah. beta sigma a and beta and beta and um it just was like something that i think almost as like an academic more girl i was like mm, i would never do something like that like <laughs> but i was kind of also post semi breakup <laughs> right Mm. this is fall of 2017 and I had like Mm. almost nothing to lose you know yeah and I had caught wind of some beach event that was going on um from like this girl I knew she was really pretty really cute really sweet she was in my choir class and I remember that she was in the sorority and I don't even really remember if she invited me to go or if I just kind of decided to go but I think she casually mentioned like oh yeah there's just gonna be like this beach thing that we're having this Saturday um, you should come. Maybe she said that. Maybe she didn't even say that. But mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, well, okay. I think, I think I'll, I think I'll try to go to that. Wow. Weird. I mean, I don't even think I really processed that there, it was like a frat event because it was a fraternity that hosted it. I don't oh. think I processed that at all. I was just like, oh, I want to go do things again, a fresh breakup. No, no friend. I was trying to do new things, of course. So <clears throat> I just still remember like being in my room and like, I didn't really know what to wear to this, like just throwing all my clothes all over the room. Like like in the movies where they like take it all out. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Like I was like, I want to look cute, but I don't want to look like too, 
I, there's guy, there's going to be guys there. And, like, I have guy friends, but these are not the kind of weaves that I know. <laughs> these are going to be, like, <laughs> like frat, you know, frat boys. And I'm, like, I don't know what to do. So I, after, like, a few hours, I kind of, like, run my way down to the bus stop and immediately just, like, loud, excited, gorgeous, happy, friendly girls. All in groups. I'm alone. Okay, mm-hmm. no friends. Mm-hmm. Again, I was mm-hmm. alone with my little shades and stuff. And I picked like this weird, I thought it was like a boho look, like, this weird shirt. It, it looked terrible. <laughs> I was just kind of there, like shivering a little bit. And then there's all these boys with like all their arms cropped off and they're like, okay, this bus is leaving, this bus is leaving. And I remember just kind of like sitting on, like just kind of like feeling very invisible, like looking really cool because I had, looking really cool, looking really calm because I had right. friends at this point in my life, but like I just very much didn't talk to anyone. Right. And I still remember, like, this, like, very, like, loud, like, absolutely summery, like, large black girl come onto the bus. And she looks dazzling. She has, like, these, like, yellow shades and everything. And she's with a bunch of girls. And I'm like, damn, I don't fit in at all. (laughs) Later on, that girl would actually become one of my closest sisters. Fun fact. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm going on this thing. Basically, I get there and it is just like the cutest, most like sorority girls you've ever seen in your life. This this whole beach, we're walking down and everybody there is loud. They they're they're mixing jungle juice. Tito's is flowing, orange juice, whatever. There's DJs like it's it's like a whole beat, and everybody's in the cutest bikinis and the cutest whatever. And there are these guys just walking around. Everyone seems so comfortable and so happy. No one I think is legal, (laughs) and we're all drinking. And I'm sitting there, and I only know that one girl who casually maybe invited me to this. So I kind of, like, go to her, and I'm like, hi. She's like, oh, hey, you made it. I'm like, yeah. Okay, I'm going to walk around. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I was like, so I really just, like, spent, like, two hours in my room over analyzing what to wear, like, just to come here and not do anything and I was walking around like with the little drink in my hand like cute like and cute. it was too strong for me too I was like I right. don't like that right. Right. and and I was just walking like trying to like bump to the music but also trying to like not look incredibly nervous I had my shades on and everything and again like I'm just watching all these girls with these huge smiles and they're so like there's just a bunch of girls and again no girlfriends I don't know how to talk to girls <laughs> I'm worse off than guys are because it's not like at that point I realized I like I I had nothing to go with like I was did not fit in at all yeah but it it kind of got to that point where there was nothing else I could really say or do so I just walked up to like the friendliest looking girl uh-huh. in my friend's group and I was like so how do I join <laughs> there's nothing else to say I don't even know if I really wanted to join. It was kind of just small talk. I was like, so how do I join? I like how that's your first go to, like conversation starter. Um, I mean, so how do I join? Uh, what am I supposed to say? Because it's just like I. I mean, like also I was drinking out of the, their alcohol that they had provided for me, and right. um, it was very obvious that it was for them. And I kind of got a cut because I was like her friend, but like it was for them and for people who were interested in joining. So I'm like, oh, I can't walk around here scandalously oh. stealing alcohol from people, <laughs> and so I'm just like. And, and then, and so then I think someone connects me like, oh, okay, you can talk with her. And I, I think I briefly get information. I'm, I'm like, I'm like half listening because I'm not planning on joining a fucking sorority. What are you talking about? I'm just here yeah. to like try new things, fresh breakup, trying to like yeah. be like someone like out here, you know, no friends. Um, and then like maybe 30 minutes later, the cops come. We all have to bail out of there. <laughs> it was just like, 
it was just like a hectic like event um but somehow i get roped into all of these events in the future and i end up like hanging out with them and then all of a sudden i'm there like pledging <laughs> like what 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 it was just so surprising i had never been around girls before but they were so warm <laughs> and so like excited and so like i the my image of sorority girls was like shattered because they were just talking to each other and just really happy and also seemed really interested in me and i didn't know how to take that right. but um yeah i was just like well they seem nice and then i so i decided to rush yeah wow so your intention wasn't even to do it but then was it like the people there that made you want to do it or was it just like somehow somewhere you're just like pledging you're like everything blacked out and then like somehow like when you're Every... gain pack consciousness you're like oh i'm <coughs> let's go yeah literally <laughs> everything just kind of blacked out and like it, i was just attending these fun events like i went to the next event and then they mm. were so nice and so like oh my god da, 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 and you do art and, blah, blah, blah. and i was like oh this is kind of nice and then you right. get hooked on kind of like a cult you know you're like oh my god okay well i guess i'll go to the next one and then you go to the next one and then you go to the next one and then they have yeah. your little name card there eileen and cursive beautiful letters they have a little place for you they have a little thing and then they're expecting you they're like oh my god well welcome on in and they remember things about you and they remember your name and and they're nice with you and you're like okay this is yeah like suspicious but then the more you're into it it's just like oh they're really nice and then all of a sudden i'm there in a white gown and they're like this is a very secret event turn off your phones (laughs) and we're like what yeah and then like blindfolds (laughs) what (laughs) what and then we're 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 People are holding my hand like, hi, this is me. And then we're, we're being walked into like the dark. <laughs> wow. And and then you're initiated. And then it's a whole secret. That does thing sound like a cult initiated. to me. That's basically what Greek life is. <laughs> so that's basically how I joined the sorority. There's a lot of details I'm kind of leaving out for the sake of time and also to honor the secrecy because I still very much love my sorority and secrecy is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. But um the main reason why I want to talk about my experiences with them is because it's only now that I'm looking back like where I was five years ago that I realized how much the group like really gave to me as soon as I entered also it was like I wasn't really planning like every step along the way I was like well I could still give up like I could still like not join because it's not like you join and then you're in we actually do a whole year rush so you spend like 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 I don't know five months trying to join and then you can still actually they might still like not accept you and then you spend the whole spring still trying to join too it's a whole year wow which is like way longer yeah way longer than most greek life which is like you're in yay and you're a sister forever like no they're like you really want to commit girl like like, there's a whole year of like like you need to bond with these girls and like that big girl that i saw the bus like she suddenly was like my sister and suddenly like we were just connected and we had to be friends and it's like how do you welcome all these people into your life so easily Mm -hmm. and like how could they welcome me into their lives so easily and what what year was this for you sophomore freshman oh this was oh this was sophomore okay i was a sophomore so you joined sophomore and then you officially got accepted junior year or at the end of sophomore year i started the beginning of sophomore year yeah we had this thing where so you you basically you rush for it which is like oh everyone is trying to like get you to join their little sorority or thingy and then you pledge which is like you're officially okay i'm gonna pledge for you yay Mm -hmm. and then usually that's it 
in the year in. Right. Yay, gang, gang. But our sorority was very small, very local. It was completely run by students. Wow. So it so meaning that like most chapters would have like a like big heads like national that would tell them like how to run their shit or give them money and stuff like that so i feel like they're more relaxed but we also kind of had a reputation on campus for being kind of like small and like scrappy (laughs) i don't want to say scrappy people kind of like because you guys were local we were local we were local and like we started but also we were on campus like from 70 years like we started 70 years ago and like we were completely Mm self-run and we're the only one like from the from the old age of all those greek life so we're the only ones that lasted like all the other ones dissolved we're the only ones that still stayed and we're just like strong but um basically it was it was a it was a hard time because eileen again was not a very polished person like i had a lot of gross humor I was with a lot of guy friends. Oh, I was a weeb. Right. I did not know how to deal with these girls that were like nice and pretty and p- popular. And I actually rubbed a lot of them mouth the wrong way. And like there was a little bit of minor politics there where it, it was every day was a was a drama battle to get in. It wasn't just like I was in and it was sisters. No, it was like I did not fit in or like I said things that were not okay or like she said things that were not okay. It was like girl politics girl world also fundraising also event planning also pledging and also like we have to be best friends like the six of us that are joining it, w- it went from like 30 girls trying to join in our plush guys and all of them dropped out boom, boom 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 six of us <laughs> it was it was like intense and so and we had to be friends we we're like okay we have to be friends yeah. now and we all come from different creeds and different mm. backgrounds different races and it was like we they like you have to accept each other or whatever is or not but for some reason or another like they they ended up accepting me like as I was like apologies were made like I learned actually from them how to draw boundaries Mm. and or rather to I learned other people's boundaries like I can't just say gross stuff you know or I can't like just do this or say that and they were patient with me and I also was going through a lot of like trauma and a lot of processing back then that I had nowhere to turn Mm -hmm. but every time like I thought that they would kind of like abandon me Mm -hmm. and just leave me but time and time again that they would like pull me back like I remember that that same girl who I saw on the bus like her like saying you're like holding me she's like you're not going anywhere you're not going with like that guy you're not gonna go home with that whatever you're just gonna stay with us and it was a very aggressive sort of love mm. it was like no and I'm like why do you in my my immediate was like why do you care right. about me yeah. it was a suspicion right but for them they're like what are you talking like you're our sister yeah, like what the yeah, shit like and it wasn't it wasn't the sort of like yeah I sit there it was like Eileen shut up what are you doing right. <laughs> like, it was like and that kind of like makes me feel sad to this day because they were just so intensely authentic. Like, if they were angry, they were angry. If they were happy, they were happy. If they wanted to get fucking drunk, they got, they were crazy, you know? If they wanted to fight, they fought. Like, it was not a peaceful sort of like, oh, fun time, mm-hmm. sorority. No, it was like every day was, po- every day was so much emotional labor. Yeah, it wasn't like super <laughs> To be with these girls. Right? It was like, everyone showed their like true emotions to each other. And that's when you know, like, it's a true bond because it's not fake. Like you said, yeah. it's not like, oh, I was, if you yes. want to be happy, I guess you <clears throat> can go with that random guy. It's more like, yeah. no, you're not going because I actually care about you. And it's not and it, superficial. Yes. 
Exactly. I was expecting that like I would become a really fake person or I would like learn like all these catty ways of doing girl things. If anything, all of them were real with each other. All of them, if they were mad at each other, just (laughs) don't want to talk to each other because they cared so much about each other. They so aggressively cared about one another and aggressively cared about the sorority, which is why they always fought on on how to run it. (laughs) Um, And we were small and scrappy and underfunded and always broke. (laughs) It was just... But they also aggressively cared about me, so I feel like they were all real, and I was maybe the only fake one. That's that's kind of how I feel. Whoa. Because, well, I had never had friends with girls before, right. and it. when I think back, like, on my memories of them, I almost don't really remember anything about them, because I think I was just so constantly nervous and constantly, like, on edge and walls up, and I was adapting sort of girl language in ways that I thought that they would accept me so I kind of always feel a a little bit of shame when I think about that but through the years they keep on checking up on me like they keep texting me like Eileen like we like I miss you I love you how are you doing I heard you moved to Taiwan or I heard you moved to Seattle or like one girl here will text or one girl wish me happy birthday or one like for some reason like they haven't they haven't forgotten me and it I, I still feel a guiltiness because I don't really, I felt, I, I just wish I could have been more authentic with them, mm. but, um, that was like a I don't know, big I think, change for you though, huh? Because like you said, you didn't really have a lot of girlfriends growing up. So then like, that was probably a shock for you. You're probably still like taking it all in at the time. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, like you said before, like, you really just have to, like, at the time, you might not even notice it. But then when you look back, you're like, whoa, like, those girls really got your back back then. And they still do. And that's great. It was something very special. Like, women, we we, we bond with each other. And we were so intense with our feelings and so intense with, like, if you betray one of each other, it's it goes deeper than just, like, oh, we're not friends anymore. It's, it's a... It's a deep thing you know and I saw the full gamut and there were so many times when I was in it where I'm just like this is so stupid like <laughs> like these girls are fighting or like whatever and it was just a constant like texting threads and yelling matches and what it wasn't always like that like there, we had a lot of fun but it was just like this sort of weird little dysfunctional family that at the end of the day all loved each other yeah. um and I kind of left that behind me because I thought that I didn't I didn't belong there anymore, but um, was it after I mean college ended, or was it during the time you were there that you were? So I actually, after I pledged, so basically I pledged, and then I had my debutante ball to actually initiate. But the year after that, like I went full send in, like I immediately became the promotions chair. Wow. Like I designed T-shirts, flags, brochures, fundraising stuff, whatever. Like I went all in. I needed that because I wanted them to like me. I wanted them to accept me. But also, like, I was doing a bunch of other design jobs and stuff at the time. By the way, at the time I'm all of the sorority, I'm still doing all the jobs. I'm still doing all the stuff and all the careers and stuff like that. And then after that, I became actually the recruitment chair the year after. So at those same events that I was just kind of all nervous at, like, like, I began to host them. Whoa. And... Yeah, and I was I would plan them like all the vendors, all the venues, and all the whatever, and all the bookings and everything. Yeah, and and I was feeling like really like big brain and stuff. But again, like baby girl was overworked. She was tired. She was stressed. 
there's certain memories of of my sorority that I'll never forget but there was one event where like it was going so poorly like I had like 40 girls in the room there was a little bit of music but like the vibe was just off and like all the other events have gone well but this one like they were just kind of awkward it's because I was stressed like I like the food hadn't arrived on time and like I had people that hadn't really signed up and stuff like that and like I was trying to check people in and I remember seeing my sister's faces and they were looking kind of exasperated because they're like what's going on they're like oh and I remember just like cowering like under this table like just like oh my gosh having a panic attack breathe breathe. and then this girl the same girl that I approached at the beach like a years ago back then she comes up and she's like Eileen what's going on and I look at her and like I'm on the brink of tears and I'm like I'm drowning Mm -hmm. like I can't I can't do this and then she goes okay guys we're gonna line up over there everyone come over here she immediately takes over (gasps) She immediately, like, without a drop of a hat. Yeah. And, like, she literally no thought, like, I felt such a shame. Everybody had my back. They got me a chair. They got me some water. Like, you want some food, babe? It literally was just immediately she took over. And and there was no sort of – and she fucking killed it. She brought the vibe up and whatever. And then I just let her kind of take control. And then she turned the night back to me whenever I was ready. They were checking up on me constantly. And I remember just, like, crying in the bathroom afterwards because I hadn't – I'm not the kind of person who asked for help. Yeah. But – that was the first time I actually like told someone like I need help Mm. like I need you to do this Mm. and with no judgment they're like right done okay so this is what we're gonna do and and it was no kind of like Eileen didn't do her shit or no it was just like yeah obviously I'll help you and I was like what I think her reaction really reassured you of that bond that you guys had to me it was such a big deal I'm not even sure if she remembers it but like I'm sure if I had even asked her more help or if I had opened myself up more maybe I wouldn't be so kind of confused now because I'm sure if I had just asked for that love, they would have given it to me. Like, of course, like, I didn't get along with some people at first, yeah. you know, that was, whatever. But literally, that's all in the past. And over the years, like, everyone that we had a little friction with, like, we were cool because it, it's weird, like, this sort of fabricated thing of sorority sisterhood, but it's real, too. <laughs> it's just, but all that to say you know I COVID happened and then things and then I kind of did drift away from the sorority they be, they always included me in like group chats and like events and stuff mm-hmm. but of course I moved and things happened but the the kind of impact that they had on me like I almost exclusively all my friends are girls wow <laughs> what a change like, yeah like I have some guy friends that are kind of weavy or whatever it's fine but like they introduced me to this whole empathetic, compassionate, and aggressively caring world of basically women supporting women. Or like, even if we have differences, or even if whatever, like, we got you. They opened, they opened up my heart. Like, they held me down when I didn't want to be. Or they, they told me that they loved me explicitly or not explicitly when I didn't love myself. Yeah. They gave me so much when I wasn't ready for it. And I just feel like I wish I could give them back that now. I'm sure I could resolve that. But like... I am definitely the person I am today because I randomly just decided to join a sorority. Like, yeah, I could have been an overachiever, whatever, yuppie girl, and always been like, oh, I had never joined a sorority. But, like, because I did, they gave me so much. Yeah. And to this day, like, some of my fondest um, events and memories are of that crazy, chaotic time in my life that, that they were there for me. These girls who I'd never met before in my life who had no obligation to be nice to me or love me, they were there yeah. and now like 
I was texting in some group chat I was in to like the other day. Me and my girls are trying to go to Spokane. Mm-hmm. Um, we have like another art convention there. We're like all going to be on an Airbnb and stuff like that. And back in, like back if I was still rushing BBG, like that, something like that would have freaked me out. Like a Airbnb with girls hanging out. No, like <laughs> what is that? No, I could never like. Grow, grow. But now I'm like, oh my god, yes, only girls. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yes, like come you're close. Excited now. Yes, basically, yeah. I have girlfriends now, but they just introduced me to empathy and kindness and sweetness. And I one day will repay them. And who knows? Maybe I'll, I'll like text them again. <laughs> Dude, I also think that was such yeah. a pivotal moment because I feel like if you went into like the yuppie world, it's like very competitive, yeah. right? And so I yeah. think you would have to even turn on the fake charm even more. But like these girls really accepted who you were for who you were. And they really like just embraced you in that moment. I think that like, you needed it even though you didn't even know you needed it. And it really like oh, changed absolutely. you to who you are today. And now you hang out with absolutely. girls, or else you probably would not have talked to me when we first met at the karaoke bar. You would have just, or I would have, yeah, ran away. <laughs> <laughs> just boop. Yeah, and I mean, like, even just the opportunities I did, like become a recruitment chair, like that was no joke. Like I, like all the organization that came from that, or like learning how to fundraise or promotions or whatever, like that was all very integral stuff and it was it was scrappy from beginning to end or we even did dance routines like you, you know i love wow. karaoke yep. dancing we did we would participate in these like uh like little dance competitions we always placed last or second to last <laughs> out of all the greek life and more new greek life would come every year uh-huh. we always play because we're not dancers oh my but it wasn't about that yeah. it wasn't about winning it was about being together and fucking coming with something in a few days yeah <laughs> and, and like trying to look hot and trying to look sexy yeah. or whatever they gave me so much when I wasn't ready for it and it's really only now that I realized damn I, I wish that they could see me now like because even when I wasn't ready for their love they love me I've just been saying this whole, the whole thing over and over again but I do have a feeling like they also saw me for who I was like they're like there were times where like you're weird or like you're or like you're like okay that's Eileen or like oh, you're just like this little fairy or like they sort of put me in these little boxes and in, in ways to better understand me you know but it always was out of uh, love. And I think that I probably didn't keep up my fake act as well as I would have thought. I probably was exactly who I was. And they they loved me and accepted me exactly for who I was. So I'd love to see them again one day and just like really talk with them and really be like, hey, like, you are amazing. Like, thank you for everything. Like, I never got to thank you. Or like, hey, like, we're cool, right? Or like, hey, like, yeah fucking love you or like how are you like really be with them now like as the Eileen that they've helped me become mm. that'd be dope that would be dope a little yeah. reunion for you guys <laughs> yeah that'd be awesome yeah I <laughs> it's funny because like as we're recording this I'm kind of processing how I feel about it too because I also was going through a lot of photos today to kind of like bring me back like oh like what was what, am I missing anything about 2017 oh also I did study abroad and a bunch of other boring stuff but like as soon as I was looking at those photos, it was like, <gasps> like, oh, I remember that. Oh, my God. Like, toxic, sad, feral Eileen. I was unhinged. I was crying. I was did not want anyone near me. And I was like, oh. And I was just so wrapped up in all those memories. And I actually had to, like, pull myself out and look at current pictures to be like, okay, here. We're so much better now. Oh, my God. Thank God. <laughs> and so, like, I have a lot of affection towards my old sorority, but there also is so much guilt and so much shame. Like, I really was just this, like, yeah, just untamed, rowdy, weird girl that 
didn't want anyone near me and they, they were always trying to touch me and hug mm-hmm. me and be there for me but I didn't want them there and I, I put up all these mm-hmm. walls that they didn't deserve there's also so many important things that they were there for like they were the first group that really kind of accepted me and my partner back in those days things were rough between us and between me and between the world but they were the first group because they already accepted me you know just everything that came with that they were like oh we have no it was literally they had no choice to pledge for this sor- <laughs> no, no surprise, surprise. like literally everything that happened they're like oh that's Eileen <laughs> like, like they, and yeah. so, but they they were the first group that like at the debutante ball for example like it's a really big event where it's just all about you like you're in this nice white dress you do like this dance performance with all your sisters it's very traditional 70 years of tradition and you have your dance partner and that was actually the first night that my mom met my partner out in like the social like the first night she met him ever ever and this is back when she did not like approve or it was not like him but Mm -hmm. before any of that like they were the first people who were open-minded enough to really meet him and be like oh my god he's awesome and they they were like oh my god is he coming like now that I'm thinking about it they they were so important in ways that I think because of this overwhelming guilt I have I've like refused to or I don't let myself acknowledge because how could I how could I ignore these lovely sisters that gave me so much love when I needed it the most and I didn't realize it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah think that's why it's so good that you're like reflecting back yeah. on them right now you know and you're realizing these little things that they did for you that maybe you didn't even know you needed the support that they gave you at the time but now you're looking back you're like wait because of them like you're probably who you, you're you are who you are because of them but then like it registers more in your mind now and you can like even think back and like oh there are these little things that i completely forgot yeah about. you know what i think actually i would love to contact them all again and just I just really want to connect with each one again and just like as the real mm-hmm. like present Eileen now and be like look like you know mm-hmm. me and they gave him the nickname Rick that's not his real name but they they gave we had this thing where we gave all the partners or all the boyfriends or husbands of our we give them all nicknames that were not the real names <laughs> uh-huh. and and again that's that nice. same the same big black girl like she was like you Rick you know, and I to this day like she's one of my favorites like oh my god yeah, they, they were such important women in my life that gave me gave me that love. I love sh- hearing you share that because I saw like such a big smile across your face as you're talking about this. And I love that because, you know, of course, our, our pasts aren't always happy and they're not always like sunshines and rainbows. But like, I'm so glad that they were such an integral part in your life that when you look back on your college life, you're like literally smiling from ear to ear. Yeah. I think that they're probably the brightest spot of my college life aside from like friends I had outside because they are also mm-hmm. the part that sticks out the most like everything else makes sense like artists this mm-hmm. job this yeah yuppie lifestyle whatever whatever but then Eileen like randomly decided to join a sorority and then that became such a big part of my life and helped me so much and healed yeah. me so much and I was I was really, really reluctant and nervous to talk about this episode because Colleen has such a great story. And for me, I'm like, well, 2017, I was going through shit. But guess what? The girls were there for me when, you know, and they so were now I can look back and yeah. smile. And you know what? Heck, I would not have ever probably processed all this had we not had a podcast episode about looking back five years ago, <laughs> you know, because this forced mm-hmm. me to look back. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. through looking back, I felt felt these warm feelings <laughs> yeah thanks for listening colleen 
thank you for sharing to wrap it up basically five years ago i was going through a lot lots of trauma lots of pain but um i because of this decision i got a group of sisters before i even knew it and they helped love me and teach me how to love and um and it was all over in a blur and i haven't really thought of it since until this episode but now i realize that they had a lot to do with who i am today and now here i am in seattle making a lot of more genuine connections learning about all these things that they taught me like boundaries and appropriate conversation topics and how to not go crazy (laughs) you know and how to care for each other I am just like most of my friends now are girlfriends like my girl I work with the staff completely of women like all of my artist friends the closest ones are women like you're Colleen is like my best friend like yeah. also a woman and like that is directly attributed hey. to them they gave me so much of that right and um yeah I just this right. has just been a nice little throwback episode to look back on where Eileen was five years ago and yeah I can't wait to see yeah. where we'll be five years in the future too I wanted to ask you, like, have you ever thought about what it would have been like if you didn't join that sorority? I think I probably would have been the same person I was when I, before I joined them. Like, I had a lot of, I was raised on the internet, so a lot of kind of gross humor, a lot of shock stuff, a lot of, I'm not going to all pin it on the guy friends that I had, you know, it was a different time back then too, Mm -hmm. but I just basically always felt very isolated, like, if I even saw like happy, pretty girls, I kind of got shy and intimidated. Or if I even saw frat boys, oh, I didn't even mention the frat boys were like very kind. They're very, very, they're very, very nice yeah. boys, you know, like, the, like at least the ones that we, we hung around with, they looked ske- like kind of like muscular, <laughs> like kind of always at the gym or whatever. But, uh, but they kind of, through all the parties or through all the events and all the things that we attended together, I I gained confidence socially and I also opened my mind, you know, like because that whole academic like ugh, side of me was like, oh, <laughs> you know, Greek life is like, oh, they're they're just partiers mm-hmm. or whatever. Quite on the contrary. I mean, there are a lot of uh, very successful also very smart girls in my sorority. There are also a lot of smart guys in the frat that were very kind and that when there was some real shit that we went through as a community like there are uh, cases of assault that we had to not within our groups of course but it was just like in the community that we had to deal with and there was even maybe some suicide even some of this and it was just things that we were constantly were struggling together with and we were all just lost kids trying to have a good time and trying to find relationships and mm-hmm. we found those through greek life yeah. um the the sorority opened my yeah. eyes so much to basically giving me the training wheels, giving me the tools on how to open my mind to meet new people. And if I hadn't met them, maybe I would have just been in that same rigid kind of place I was before. Very judgmental, very scared, very isolated, you know, very intimidated. Now, I mean, I work at a little cafe and I'm just open to everything. I think a lot of it was also me. I had Mm -hmm. to grow along as well, but they taught me how to be open for sure. And they also, and even just basic, like, girl shit, like, they're, like, they're, like, you're so cute, or you're so pretty, like, shut up, you're so pretty, I was, like, what, like, uh uh-huh, and, like, that was the first time people, guys aren't really gonna tell you that, and, like, they shouldn't, (laughs) all that supportive girl stuff now that has fed into this heart of mine that I can now give to other people is good. This is a great story. I feel like everyone's growth is different, but, like, I'm so glad that, like, you know, for me, like, even now, I'm, like, oh, like, I didn't know sororities could change people that much, but, like, hearing your story, I'm, like, damn, 
that's pretty cool. It kind of makes me feel sad that I was never able to have the opportunity mm-hmm. in my life because I feel like that would also have been really cool. I think that's why I have social anxiety and I can't really, like, you know, go out and, like, mm-hmm. meet people. But because every time I look at Eileen, I'm like, damn, she's really good at making friends. Like, even though she's, uh, she's like, no, I'm not. But, like, I feel like I could never do what she does with, like, friendships or, like, even just making friends, going out to random events. Ooh. Like, I'm like... Mm. I can never, you know, but now I know it's because of these girls that like you are who you are today. And it just makes me so proud of you. I'm like, dude, that's yeah, awesome. I think that I mean, I had I don't want to say like I was completely like unsocialized before I met them, but I kind of wrote off the right. coattails of just kind of being like superficially nice. But whoever you meet, like, of course, you can make a good impression. Of course, I can be like, oh, my God, hi. Like, I was a very friendly, outgoing person. I mean, I did go to the sorority event alone. Right. Like, I was just like, oh, let's fucking go. Yeah, that's brave it in itself. Th- with that kind of specific kind of environment, it was where you had to become a real person. They demanded authenticity because of how intimate and how much they cared about you and each other in the group. It's like you had no room to be fake, girl. I think that's about wraps it up. Do you have anything else to share? Uh, if any of my sisters do listen to this ever, I'm not sure if they ever will. Um, I love you and uh, hit me up. I'll definitely text back this time. <laughs> this time, this time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely text back this time. Yeah. You're like, it's gonna be different now. Things are gonna be yeah. different. <laughs> All righty. Great. All right, guys. Thank you guys for watching or listening. Don't Mm. forget to drink water. Mm. Stay thirsty. We'll see See you guys guys next time. time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Thirsty Leo Season. To stay updated, check out our Instagram, Spotify, and YouTube. We appreciate every follower, sub, and listener like you. Also, if you want to buy us a boba, we have a small Ko-Fi link below. See you next time.